It is the big show, ESPN 100.5 and 103.1 KTGR. Here with us today, Gabe DeArmond, PowerBazoo.com. It is that time where we get right around the spring game. So there will be breakdown afterwards of what we've been able to see after, you know, kind of the veil of secrecy on scrimmage and everything else uh, is lifted, Gabe. But right now we still kind of have the, well, we wonder what will happen. Um what are you really looking for out of this game? Or is there anything you think you can reasonably expect from the Tigers, considering we don't know that much right now? No. Um, a, I, I mean, I'm interested from the standpoint of this is, for the first time, our first chance to to see anything. Mm-hmm. That said, I think Barry Odom doesn't want it on TV. I think he doesn't want us to know what's going on. I'm not even sure we'll see the offense and defense they're actually going to run in this game. Until, of course, we see it. Which maybe we will. I, You know, it, it it's interesting because with where they are right now in personnel, I, I wonder how much of anything we see we have to take with a grain of salt at yeah. this point, especially along the yeah. offensive line. And first of all, take everything with a grain of salt. It's a practice. So nothing we see on Saturday is probably going to make much difference come September 3rd at West Virginia. I mean, first of all, it's six months away or four months away. It's some months away. Um, but also, second of all, you know, I mean, again, it's practice. He knows there are fans in the stands. He knows the reporters are there. He knows it's on TV. It's going to be real basic and vanilla. So entering this, if there was anybody who stood out individually that maybe we would watch out for, I mean, it's easy to say Drew Locke because we've gotten some reviews that are actually pretty good of what he's done. But again, we don't get to see it. Maybe one of the wide receivers to step up. I, I'm just wondering if there's anything I can take going into the summer months from this to say, oh, I can make that a storyline when I get into the fall. Well, I mean, you'd love to see Drew Locke come out and go 20 for 24 for 250 yards and go, oh my God, he, he can throw the ball and his receivers can catch it. And maybe they have a running back who can play and maybe they have a line who can block obviously the focus is going to be on the offense you know um because that's the big story but again if the offense doesn't look good let's not panic and say oh my god it's 2015 all over again because we are five months away from the start of the season gabe diarman powerbazoo.com joining us here on the big show ktgr uh, a new commit from uh, just this past week since last we spoke gabe for the football team and again it comes str- right up front uh, what do we know about the latest I want to be a Tiger? We know that his name is Pompey Coleman, which I think is awesome. Yes. Um, I do like that. There there are some guys that I have just rooted for over the years to sign with Missouri based on name alone. Last year, there was a kid named Brodarius Ham. Oh, yeah. He ended up at Auburn. I was sad about that. Um, there's a 2018 kid in Texas named Bumper Poole. I strongly <laughs> want him to be a Missouri Tiger. For I know nothing about him. I have no idea if he's any good. Don't care. Want Missouri to sign him. Uh, so Pompey Coleman is a guy like that. That said, you're probably asking more about the actual football. I mean, he's another guy that he's going to come in, need to put on 30 to 40 pounds. Um, you're not signing offensive linemen in general to play next year unless they're junior college guys. Uh, but we expect Missouri to sign six of them. And out of a you know twenty to twenty five man class, that is a large percentage of your scholarships being dedicated to one position. Is there any more news along the JUCO front in terms of reinforcements for this coming season? Yeah, I know that they do have a 2016 kid coming in this weekend uh, to watch the spring game. I, I I wish I could remember his name offhand. I can't. Um, but 
they will, I think, sign at least one, maybe a couple of guys, uh, whether they're JUCO guys, late transfers, guys that have like been working construction and suddenly found out they have a couple years of eligibility mm-hmm. <laughs> left. I don't know, but I think they'll sign a couple. How, how much do you think that, you know, especially the transfer window, if you will, you know, the graduates, uh, guys making late decisions, but still finding a way to be immediately eligible at has that kind of changed the scope when it comes to recruiting late because you have to kind of hang on and wait and see how it develops? Yeah, I think it has. And understand, that's not that's something that is just starting to develop. I mean, a lot of kids are going to decide to transfer after spring football. Now, again, some of those kids won't be, most of those kids wouldn't be immediately eligible. But there might be a kid out there who's got a fifth year coming up who all of a sudden says, I want to go somewhere else. And maybe he will be immediately eligible. So, And maybe you're going to get a kid like, uh, you know, the hype of all hypes Brian Coulter was a few years ago that just suddenly pops on the radar and, oh, my God, I didn't know we could get this kid, and now we can. Let's let's go get him. So, I, again, there there are a number of ways to add more kids. Gabe DeArmond of PowerBazoo.com joining us here on the big show, KTGR. Before we move on to some hoop stuff, Gabe, if you had to take – and overall takeaway or two from everything we heard after practices and everything we talked to players about, what do you think were the big stories from the practices this spring? You know, or is I, it I, really too hard? Because we, yeah, we don't have a lot to I'm, go I'm on. I'm trying to think. I've, I've got a hard – I mean, it's not really based on, on talking to anybody or anything, but I, I think the two major storylines are this, and Pete and I talked about this on our podcast, which should be uh, posted now at, at Power Mizzou um, – on the offensive side of the ball, number one to me is, is there starting running back on campus? Pete and I both think not right now. And on the defensive side of the ball, and this is one that I finally just asked Barry Odom flat out about, I said, do you think, do you expect Harold Brantley to be on this team? And he said, yeah, if he gets his academic stuff done, and again, I don't want to walk through the whole explanation of of why Harold is behind in school, but obviously he had a life-threatening car injury. He probably missed some classes. He's catching up. He hadn't been on the practice field much at all, certainly not since spring break. Uh, He has got a lot of academic work to do between now and August to even be eligible to play. And then if he is eligible to play, then we can start talking about, okay, is he healthy enough and does he weigh enough and is he in good enough shape to play? And, And Pete and I both also agreed. I said, you held a gun to my head today and said, is Harold Brantley on the football field for Missouri next year? I'd say no. So basketball has uh, a commit and now officially in the fold because he signed a financial uh, aid agreement. Uh, Frankie Hughes is going to be with the men's Which, basketball team. Which, by the way, is team. completely non-binding on his part. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying Frankie Hughes is going anywhere else. I fully expect Frankie Hughes to come to Missouri. But for people that don't know the situation, he signed a letter of intent with Louisville. Letters of intent are binding for a year. It means I'm going to this school, and the only way I can avoid that is if I get permission from the school to go somewhere else, which he did from Louisville. However, once you sign one of those by NCAA rule, you cannot sign another one for 12 months. So what he signed is scholarship papers, a financial aid agreement, which means if he wants to come here, Missouri has to take him. But he is not technically bound to attend Missouri until the first class he attends. Again, we fully expect him to, but just so people are aware of the difference in those kind of technicalities. So is he only in the fold because he has Willie Jackson, his friend and his former teammate on the team already? Or is he in the fold on his own merits? Well, I mean, he's a good enough player. Listen, he was signed with Louisville. He can certainly play on this team. So from Missouri's perspective, 
Absolutely. He's once he's on the market, that's a kid you go try to look at. From his perspective, I'm sure Willie Jackson had a lot to do with him coming here. But guess what? You use what connections you have in recruiting. I mean, are we talking about any chance of Michael Porter coming to school here if he's not from Columbia, Missouri? No. Zero chance. So you use that in trying to recruit him. Is there any more thought or any more possibility that there will be another big body for Kim Anderson to work with out of this recruiting class? Uh, We know that the big target they had for a long time, and it's going to be awfully hard, I think, to bring him in, is Chick Dembele with all the places that are giving him offers right now. Is there any thought that you have that they'll be able to get another big guy in the fold? Well, I agree with you that I don't think Dembele is a guy they're probably going to get. So at that point, it becomes, do they add another guy just to add another guy? Because I'm not sure there's anybody out there that you go, yeah, this is a guy we need to go get as far as big guys. Now, guards, you know, Alpha Diallo's out there. Um, Deshaun Corpus still out there. There are some names out there. Um, and I think they'll add another guard. But big guys, boy, I, I think they're going to play small next year. Yeah, well, I was just going to get to that with Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com here on the big show, KTGR. We see guard, guard, wing, guard over and over again. Uh, really a guy who might end up having to play some center, if you want to call it traditionally, is Kevin Purrier next year, at least in a, in a backup or reserve role part-time. Are they going to go four out, one in? Yeah, I, I think they have to. I don't know how they can't. I mean, Russell Woods is the only guy on the roster who you look at and say he could be like a traditional five. I, you know, mm-hmm. Russell struggled last year. Um, so even if he can do that, what are you looking, 15, 20 minutes a game? So the other 20 minutes, you're going to be talking per year, Gant, Willie Jackson, these guys playing, you know, a stretch four and I guess kind of a traditional four. Um, I don't know. Per year is probably more the guy, even though his body doesn't look like it, he's the more capable guy of playing outside and Gant's the guy you want down low getting rebounds, I guess, um, if you get him in the weight room. But, yeah, they're going to – I don't know if it's going to be like full-on Frank Haith 2012-type offense, but they got to figure out something like that. With Jakeen and Gant, do you get any impression from talking to people around the program or, or hearing things from Alex Schiffer that he's going to be able to do the work like that, put on the weight after having his surgery in this offseason? Because we've seen Jakeen, yeah. you know, have that high bona fides coming in, and he stuck with Mizzou and give him credit for that, but... He's not been the player the Tiger fans had hoped for really at all. Yeah, and hey, there are some guys that become that guy as a junior. Um, you know, but I think the discouraging thing is what Anderson is saying about him going into the offseason is the same exact thing he was saying last season. Got to get him in a weight room. Got to get him more consistent. I, I mean, you've had a year. So we're now another year further down the road. But listen, he's going to get every chance because Missouri's going to have to have him. So if we took a look at this team as it's constructed right now or as it will be when they all finally get here, uh, you're going to have Terrence Phillips probably as the unquestioned leader of the team. You're going to have to get huge minutes out of Kevin Puryear. Who who else do you think really has to step up if the Tigers are going to take a leap forward to even threaten a 500 record, which is, as I think, the ceiling right now, the realistic ceiling? Um, who, who would it take? All of them. I, I mean – Every player on the roster has to be better than he was last year. Uh, uh, it, now, okay, maybe one or two guys, you know, you can survive not being as good, whatever. But you won nine games and then you won 10 games. If you want to talk about 18 or 16 or whatever, they all need to be better. I mean, across the board, this program has to be better in every single aspect. Gabe DeArmond, PowerMizzou.com, here on the big show, KTGR. Quickly, Gabe, uh, Missouri baseball team is still running through things here this season. Um 
I have said that they needed to basically go at 1.5 and 1 in their remaining non-con. They could afford a loss to Missouri State. They didn't just lose. They got blown out by Missouri State down in Springfield this yeah, week. Yeah, you don't see 16-1 a whole lot in baseball. Do, do you view that as one where that is the ultimate warning sign of, hey, unless something turns around quickly here, you're not looking at the type of season you'd hope for out of this group? No, I'm still more alarmed by uh, losing two to Youngstown State, to be quite honest with you, and losing again to SEMO. Um, Missouri State's a better program and a better team than Missouri right now. I, people hate to hear that, but it's true. Um, you know, we'll see what they do against LSU. I've got a hard time seeing this team being able to make a run to the NCAA tournament. And I got to be honest, man, I'm real interested to see what happens with Tim Jamison at the end of this year. I mean, to me, when Mac Rhodes extended him or gave him a new three-year deal, you don't get to revisit that next year. But there's going to be talk that Missouri has to revisit it. I, I don't know what will happen. Gabe, what is new at Power Mizzou? I guess the podcast with you and Pete, and uh, what else will be going on for the spring game? Uh, well, we will, uh, as we always do, we'll have a little tailgate, Shiloh, Soul Taco. Anybody wants to stop by, we would love you to stop by, say hello, you know, grab a little food. Um, who knows? Maybe even get your phone out, sign up for a subscription while you're there. Yeah, um, why not? But we'll be out there by about 2 o'clock on Saturday. We will have full coverage of the game, video, pictures, all that. Um you know, so you haven't gotten to see a lot this spring. We will allow you to see as much as can be seen on Saturday. Gabe DeArmond, PowerMizzou.com. Go check it out right now with us here on the Big Show, KTGR. Thanks again, Gabe, and we'll see you Saturday. All right, Matt. Have a good one.